Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. <laughs> you can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't look at him! Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. <laughs> I put a spell on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. You gotta get mad at me. I'm not kidding. It's a kind of magic, a kind of magic. One dream, one soul, one prize, one gold, one golden glance of what should be. Do you believe in magic in a young girl's heart? How the music can free her whenever it starts and it's magic. I'll tell you about the magic and the free your soul But it's like trying to tell a stranger about a rock and roll Oh, you believe in that? Where she does is magic Everything she does is turning me on Even though my love before was tragic Now I know my love for her goes on Greetings programs and users this is John Patrick the master control program coming to you live once again from the edit suite this week we on old nerds drinking we have a special episode for you once again we're teaming up with Jake and Tom from Jake and Tom conquer the world podcast to do our full season recap of WandaVision uh, we also check in with Ro who unfortunately has come down with the Rona and find out how he's doing so without further ado, we're going to get you into the podcast right now. Hey, everybody, this is Jake, and that's Tom. Welcome back, sir. How's everything on your end? Um, it's fine and dandy on my end, because you know what? <laughs> At least I don't have COVID. Hey, um, so we have two guests on the show. They have come back again. They've graced us with their presence. We have none other than Rowan John from... I'm brain farting right now. Old nurse My drinking, you old nurse, I wanted to say, I wanted to say old guys <laughs> drinking. Like, you know, it's not old guys drinking. It's yeah, same diff. Make fun nurser. I was the really guy close, having a fatal like, disease. Hit, he can't even get his the name of his show right. I oh, it's okay. It's freaking, John's show. <laughs> you ever hit a freaking speed bump in your head where you're moving along fine, and then you just a word just boom, and you're gone. Yeah, yes. I was recording two weeks ago with a friend of mine, and that happened, and we lost five minutes of the show with me trying to figure out what the fuck I was trying to say. <laughs> I have uh, I have used this analogy before. I said whenever I'm trying to think of a word, I automatically picture, I don't know why, but if in my head, whenever I get hit a word and the word just escapes me, I picture a bunch of monkeys in an office, and it's filled with filing cabinets, and all the monkeys, for some reason, are wearing those, like, accountant visors and, like, old-school, like, TV shows where they show the accountants wearing the funny little visors. 
and they're all going through the filing cabinets and they're all just pulling out papers and the papers that are going nuts. And... So much more complicated than trying to remember a word. That just <laughs> that image always pops in my head whenever I'm like, um, mm, uh, mm. I'm just it's picturing gone. the monkey with the visor and I'm imagining him dressed head to toe like Hunter Thompson now. Oh, they are all smoking too. It's not important <laughs> to the story, but that's just a, I want to complete the image. Um, yes, we have Rowan Chan from Old Nerds Drinking. Thank you again for joining us. So John's going to be here for the full conversation. We're going to be talking about WandaVision tonight. But Ro here, uh, I'll let him explain. He's just going to pop in for a little bit, and then he is going to get some well-needed rest. Ro, first off, before we do anything else, are you drinking anything tonight? Uh, yeah, of course I am. I have an alcoholic beverage in front of me. It is called NyQuil. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, yes. kind of NyQuil. Um, oh, the best kind. You know, fuck that cherry shit. Yeah, it's what did it, what was the Dennis Leary line? I don't remember what it was anymore. Nyquil, but... Nyquil, we love you. You giant fucking Q. Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Green Death. Uh, yeah, the Green Death one. Yeah, I, I have COVID. I am in the middle of a COVID right now. Um, I'm actually doing okay, though it doesn't sound like it. Um, I, I, I'm really lucky. I got a minor case of it. I I did have uh, a lot of chest congestion. That's pretty much going away. The fever uh, was low grade. It never got really high. Motrin took care of it, but I finally, I think I've knocked that out of the way, though I do feel some ripples of it coming on. Um, my sinuses are completely plugged up. I lost my sense of smell at around 2.30 in the morning last night. That was weird. That is something like, that's just strange. Like you don't, you don't actually even notice it going. And then one minute you're like, you're picking something up and you're like, I should be able to smell this. And it's just, you don't smell anything. Um, one minute you're letting a fart rip and you're like, I mean, I don't smell anything. I was going to say, are you the only one in the household that's sick? Because now's the time to hotbox the wife. Yeah, me and the <laughs> wife. Me and the wife are both sick. She's doing a little bit better than I am. But um, what else? Oh, yeah, I lost my sense of smell. Um, Today I started the body ache process. That sucks because COVID does not like arthritis. So I've got arthritis in my left leg. I have a bad oh. left knee. And I also have a metal plate in my left arm from my job that I worked at. And then when I was a teenager, I broke my right arm, which I have not felt literally in probably, I don't know, over 20 years. I'm feeling all of that today. But there are, um, I've been using THC gummies. I'll go on the record as saying that. And that stuff has helped amazingly well during all this COVID stuff. I really wish people would talk about it a little bit more. It's not even trying, hey, man, I'm getting high. It's not that at all. It just, uh, it's done really well. It's gotten me through it. I'm actually due to take more, but I'm going to be doing that later. So yeah, I'm actually, I think I'm at the five day mark now. I think I, if I had to guess, there's a local fast food establishment here that is famous for selling tacos that currently <laughs> is closed down in my area because they had a COVID outbreak there. And I think if I had to guess, I think that was where I probably caught it from because I don't go anywhere or do anything. I leave here, I go to work, I work in a little tiny closet where I work basically. I don't really interact with a lot of people. When I do, I'm wearing a mask or I go to the grocery store and that's it. I don't have any contact with anybody else outside. And then a friend of mine said, you really should go get a test on this. And I was like, yeah, if this were anybody else, I would have I would have said the same thing. So I went and got tested and they're like, oh yeah, you got it. And then the wife went and got tested and they're like, oh yeah, you got it. And we're like, ah, oh, crap. So, uh, I figure, Rona. yeah, I, I have become deaf, um, at this point I, I am, I am become deaf, but, um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's not, it's not super bad, but I, I just because I got a mild case does not mean that I think this is a joke or anything. I, I think I'm very lucky, uh, cause I do have a lot of health issues. And if this were a bad case, I really feel that I would be dead. And I'm actually still pretty nervous cause there's a bunch of, it's weird because, 
as symptoms go away, new symptoms come in that are just, they're, they're kind of like the whole muscle ache thing and they'll lose your taste, your sense of smell. And the taste I don't care about because I really don't have much taste anyways. So yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, I'm functioning, I'm walking around, I'm, I'm doing okay, I'm doing stuff. At this point, it just feels like a cold with minor, strange, bizarre, weird symptoms that just happen off to the side. You know, <laughs> like your nerves just twitch sometimes and the fever comes and goes. It'll be you'll be fever for an hour, then the fever will go away and then it'll come back later. And it's just like, hey, you know, I'm COVID. I'm going to be here for a while. Let's let's make friends. It's like, fuck. The upside is that I will now have the antibodies in me, hopefully to cover me up until Michigan gets its act together and I can finally get my shot. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I, I have COVID and I'm on the air. And if you're listening to this right now, your earbuds or your earballs are going to get COVID as well. And you're you're all going to be in my misery. And not to make light of the situation, because seriously. No, make first, light of it. I'm cool. Go ahead. Well, when fine. I first heard about it, you know, my big thing was that I was just glad to hear that it's not the worst case you know, scenario that we always yeah. hear about. But I recently got my first jab. Jake is getting ready to get his second jab. I am getting my second one Friday. I hate all of you. <laughs> if you're going to have antibodies and we're going to have antibodies, there's absolutely no reason why the three of us can't hang out. Yeah, fuck it's some All you of can't... you. Just, yeah. just fuck all of you. <laughs> well, Sorry, John. What we'll do is the three of us will all get together, we'll hang out, have some beers, and then we'll we'll Zoom call. Either John. that or we can hang out on John's back deck, you know, and you yeah, stay on the just... other side of the window. I, I do have a pretty epic patio on the side of my house. Summer is you, coming. You have soon, a tape measure. We know. can we can measure out a six foot uh, yeah. distance thing, and we all go. Let's let's just hold it out until the vaccine, because they're not they're they're really not that far behind. So let's no, just hold it really out. From really from are. what I understand, go. with I thought I heard something or read something by like May, it's pretty much going to be like. And don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure by May it's supposed to get to a point where they're not even going to make appointments anymore. Just going to be so many places are going to be having them and doing them. Like I, I know in my, I in my area, I could tell you right now because my my wife does volunteer and she, she she does this stuff, and they have been increasing, doubling, and doubling the number of people that are getting it every time and they're 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 on the verge with the point where they're starting to do like you know like younger kids like in their teens are coming in and getting it done yeah but um, you're in the sticks you're exactly. way up north uh, yeah we're yeah. in big city yeah right? my we're, area we're isn't necessarily the, the yeah mine's not the benchmark for everybody else but i know from our area they've been really picking up their game and and gaining a lot of ground so I'm hoping it's kind of universal. Well, from what I understand, it's not that everybody is going to be able to get one come May. It's that everybody is going to be eligible come May. You're still going to have to get on a waiting list. You're still going to have to take your turn, but it's going to be a yeah. lot easier, hopefully. I'll, I'll believe all of this when I see it. <laughs> exactly. And I, I'm not going to lie. I got really fucking lucky just due to the circumstances of my job. I was able to basically qualify and i don't take any of it for granted yeah i don't hate I'm, I'm happy for you man so anyways yeah let me um let me throw my two cents out here about the topic and then yep. i'm gonna jump off and let you guys run with it so uh we are talking about wandavision correct yes yes okay um i'll make it quick uh some of the predictions i made came true some of them didn't come true um, the thing that I did not expect is I, I really thought that she had the body the whole time and I was actually very much thrown for a loop when it was revealed that she didn't have the body. There's a few lines in the show that particularly caught my interest. One of them was, thank you for choosing me to be your mom, implying that those kids were brought like that there's something else that they, they literally chose to be her mom. 
or at the end of the episode when she hears the voices, I'm wondering if her kids aren't actually real and something is playing a game with her to try to get her to go stir the next phase of this into effect, which is her going nuts and triggering all the different realities, trying to find her kids, going to find out that they're not actually real. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where that goes. Bummed out about not seeing Benedict Cumberpatch pop on the show. From what I understand, that was purely due to the virus happening and he was stuck in New Zealand and wasn't able to show up on set to do that. And there was supposed to be a 10th episode, but they nixed it because, again, because of all the virus stuff. So there was holes that they did. They have acknowledged, yes, we know there's holes there. We did the best we could to fix, to fix those under the situation. And I will, in this situation, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? You did the best you could with what you had during this crazy outbreak that's going on. So if there's if there's weird things and inconsistencies and stuff like that, this is one of those situations where I'll go, you know what? I get it. I understand. I have faith that you'll try to fix it down the road. And I think they will. You think they're going to George Lucas it where they're going to re-edit it with new footage and all that stuff? No, I think they'll take the holes that are in the show, of which there's too many to discuss in the time that I've got. You guys will probably discuss them on your own. And I think they'll go back and try to retcon patch those holes in the plot line down the road because they have time to work with this stuff Mm -hmm. to be able to fix some of that junk. Um, the, the not seeing Benedict Cumberpatch there, the, the, the not seeing Doctor Strange, that that kind of bummed me out though because that's the magic is his domain. Like if anything's happening on Earth that involves magic and his po- problems, then he should have, you know, you would think he'd. Be, I mean, shit, the guy knows who Loki and Thor are when they popped up in New York. Boom, he's got him in his office. You know, like why are you here? So I would think that Sorcerer Supreme would know about what's going on. But again, because of the situation. I have a feeling that they'll somehow down the road explain why he wasn't there or something, mm-hmm. you know, that there's time for them to fix that problem. And again, this wasn't something like, oh, we, we didn't we didn't take this into account when we wrote the story. They, they took it into account, but he just couldn't be there. So they had to work on their feet to fix what they could while they could. But on the whole, I thought it was a fantastic series. Marvel has said that these shows are to be treated and thought of as movies, you know, um, and the, the way they work with canon and everything. And even the parts about it that I didn't like on the whole, I thought it was a fantastic show. I thought they uh, I thought they did a really good job with it. And it was so strange and so bizarre. And we all knew going into it, it was going to be strange and bizarre because we've all read the comic books. We've all read House of M. And we know how I weird it is. I have not. Oh, it's weird. Nor it gets, have it's I. Actually, yeah. they're, they're good I, I have. I'll say that I... You and I have read House of M, apparently. Yeah, the, the comic books were far weirder than that show was. So yeah. they did a good job of retelling that story. They also, they took the Vision story where Vision creates his own family, and they kind of took all of those and melted pot melted well, to one show. They actually, the thing that took probably the most, uh, it was inspired the most by is actually, I believe it was around mid-80s or so, there was a book called Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And in that book, that's where the kids come from. Like, that's where them settling down. That's where Agatha yeah. Harkness is a big part. Um, it was actually, that played a huge part of it. And then, yeah, you're right. The Vision comic book that came out not too long ago where he sells down how it's funny. That, that played some part in And that was a weird story, too. That was such a bizarre story. Anybody who hasn't, doesn't know, go out and find it. It's a weird story. But um, yep. on the whole, I think they did really good taking all these stories and blending them together because every week it's like, what's going to happen now? What's the? Th- I mean, they did a great job of keeping people watching and guessing and keeping the show talked about. 
it, it was neat. It was a good show. I really liked it. I'm really looking so, forward to Falcon and Soldier. I don't want to keep it longer than than we have to, Ro, but I do have one quick question. Yeah. This will play, in, play into my opinion and, and my, my my experience of watching the show. Did you watch it by yourself, or did your wife enjoy it with you, or any family? The wife it watched you? it with me. And here's one of the things that I'll say about Marvel. Like, my wife has never read any of these comic books. She doesn't know the backstories. She has to deal with much like on like watching The Mandalorian where I've watched The Clone Wars and all these other cartoons, so I get the references. You know, but my wife's never watched read the comic books or anything. And she's got me going, okay, this is blah, 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 blah. But for somebody on the outside who's never read these comics or anything like that, you know, she was equally as interested in it as well. And that, that says a lot to me where Marvel and Disney can take a storyline like this and say, all right, people don't know this. But the fans know these and they're able to do service to both kinds of watchers and still keep everybody enthralled and interested and, you know, and still take people on the journey without losing people. And another thing is that's neat is much like their movies, every Marvel movie is a different, like Ant-Man is, is a heist movie. Um, Captain America was a war movie. Um, you know, they're, they, they're all these, they, they're, they're superhero movies, but they have underlying themes to them that make them more than the superhero movie. This is a show that was unlike anything Marvel has done before. And the shows that are going to come after it are going to be unlike anything that Marvel has done before as well. And there's, they're all good stories. This was a good story. It's, you know, they wrapped it up as best as they could. You know, and I, I, I would give it, I, I would give it a, you know, I'd, I'd probably give it an A minus, at least a solid A. You know, nothing lower than an A. So yeah, that's you know my overall opinion of it. I think, I think it was pretty good, and I enjoyed it. And I'm very much looking forward to the rest of the stuff that's coming down the road. It was a good kickoff. It was a good way. So, and my, what I think is going to happen, and then I'll let you guys go, is I can very much see Marvel, Marvel doing the long term, long, long. See, I'm having a hard time speaking. Long form storytelling with shows like this, and they're still going to make their movies because the movies are the popcorn, the big money makers, and things like that. But that's boom. You've made your four million, five million dollars, and that's it till the next movie comes out. Whereas these shows, it's continuous money coming in because these are people that are keeping the subscriptions to watch these shows. So they're going to be doing it on two fronts. I think they're going to put more effort into these shows and less effort into the movies going down the road um, from this point on. Um, just because that just seems to be what everybody everybody wants to see at this point, you know. Yeah, say what you will about COVID, but it's definitely gotten us kind of spoiled as far as watching programming at home as opposed to having to go to the theater. Yeah, you know, with the exception I, of Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, with COVID, it was nice, the idea of going back to a once-a-week show about having to watch an episode and then a week to digest and anticipate yes. the next one. That's, that's something that I've heard some people complain about and I'm a big fan of. Like I, I This is something I've been talking about since the inception of Netflix itself and like when Netflix really started the whole binge idea. A lot of people loved it and I'm like, okay, it's cool and all that, but I don't want it for every show. Like I remember when Walking Dead was in its heyday, a lot of people were like, oh, this show should totally be a binge-worthy show. You should just, they should just release it all at once. And my argument was, you, if you take that away from a show like Walking Dead, you take away the water cooler effect. And WandaVision had that strong. Yes, I remember, exactly. I, I think weekly, I had like three or four people, Tom was included, uh, our buddy Ryan, who's appeared in our show a bunch of times, and a few other people. I would get like weekly conversation. You guys, we would have weekly, I think every Friday, I think it was usually start with, I think John would be the first one, be like, have you seen it yet? And we'd all be like, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And we had like, we all wanted to talk about every episode. We had to wait until Tom's late 
ass finally watched watched it. Yeah, right. I made um, a spoiler thing on our on, on the Olders drinking page. I made a spoiler thing in there. Okay, this is where everybody comes to talk about this. There's spoilers here, and if, if you don't want to talk about it, or you don't want to see it. Don't come to this part of the page. You know. Yeah, and we we wouldn't so. have had that if it was a one binge. You know, one mm. big. Yeah, exactly. Book. We would have talked about it for the a few days after it came out, and then it'd be done. We over with it. I think what really kicked all that off, well, the BBC started all this stuff with like with Doctor Who and stuff like that. And then when Game of Thrones kicked, that really started. That was when people started taking note because HBO started. HBO became a thing again because of Game of Thrones and a weekly episode, you know, kind of thing. And everybody was excited about it. And then they came out with Westworld, which, again, wasn't as big, but captured the same idea. And then everybody started falling into this. It's like when Harry Potter came out. Oh, these these young adult books. We've we've got to do this now. These are the rage now. So everybody started jumping on the bandwagon. And um, you're right. I think Disney did the right thing by not making it a release it all at once kind of show. I'm glad it's it's as you guys have said. I agree with you 100. It's nice to have a show to look forward to every week. And now you're seeing it with the Zack Snyder cut. You know, which I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I'll have to watch it before I make judgment of it. You know, but. It's kind of like now people are starting to reach like, well, what can we do here? What can we do there? How can we do this? You know, and as long as the stories are good, I'm fine with it. Like WandaVision, I don't think you could have made that into a movie and it would have been as good. You know, you, those some of these stories Not you have to tell. Not three hour at best time span, no. Yeah, no, no. It's I don't. I wouldn't say that it wouldn't be as good. I think they could have done it into a movie, but I'm glad they didn't. Again, we'll get to it when we get to my. I don't want to keep rolling. We may so have anyways, to. But, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get going though because I'm dying. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, bro. But I just wanted to let everybody know um, I'm we, okay. I'm alive. I'm going to make it through this. I feel like absolute shit, but hey, you know this is this is COVID. I got lucky, and I'm going to be okay. You know, it's it sucks, but I'll be all right. I I'm, I know I'm moving around in junk, and I just wanted to because I haven't been on John's show in a little while. I haven't done my show in a little while, so. You know, <laughs> well, Stay you safe, have a folks. valid excuse right now. Yes. Yeah. See you, bro. Get some rest and get, get better, better, my friend. Looking you forward to keep talking to you when you feel better again. All right. You guys take care. It was good talking to all you again. Take it easy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, before we get too much further, John, yep. <laughs> we're going to circle back. What are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, I have a half pint of Jameson Black Barrel that oh. I got from a friend for a birthday. Oh. So it sounds about, so much better than what I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm about halfway through the bottle, and I plan to finish it before this episode. I was going to say, the night to do it is tonight. I should have thought about that. I didn't even think about that. I'm, I am I am drinking some. It's delicious. My wife got some uh, some whiskey. I'm not sure the name of it at the top of my head. It's kind of a it's bottom shelf. It's cheap. Who cares? I'm drinking some just a, a whiskey and Diet Coke. But God, I why didn't I think to have her get Jameson when she went shopping? I, I should have um, thought of that. The last, or at last least week, at Guinness. Yeah, the weekend that just passed, uh, it was a friend of mine's birthday, and my go-to gift for friends now is I discovered a Bushmill has a ten-year Irish whiskey. Ooh. It's about fifty dollars a bottle, but man, it is a great just even for people who aren't really whiskey drinkers. It's smooth. It's got a lot of. It's a good sipping whiskey. So that's my uh, go-to gift for anybody that I need to get something for. By the way, um, unrelated to what you're just saying, Tom and I, both our birthdays are in July. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Facebook will remind me because I'm never going to remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, I already said what I'm having. Tom, what are you having? Are you having something Irish-oriented? It's funny that John mentions Bushmills because little uh, behind the scenes, we are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. So, of course, I got myself a bottle of Bushmills. 
There you in go. In all fairness, you are actually of Irish descent, so it makes sense. Oh, yes. Uh, I didn't do the boiled dinner tonight, but I am planning on doing it this weekend. I, I too, am planning a, a Friday when I get my COVID shot. My, my intention is to actually make a nice big pot of uh, corned beef and cabbage that day. Oh, and the thing is, you got to make enough to have leftovers throughout the week because that's when that shit gets really good. <laughs> All right. That, man, I barbecued burgers today. It was 60 degrees out. I'm like, no, no we're going to cook outside. It was 60 down your at? I actually had the air uh, conditioning on in my car when I drove home a little bit to kind of cut the heat inside the car. Oh, see, we uh, it was a little cooler up here. Again, you live in the fucking sticks, Jake. We got six inches of snow yesterday, two days ago. <laughs> You got the, you're up there in the uh, Great White North. Yeah, like oh, I thought we were done with snow. Like I was actually having the conversation. You know, I think I might actually get my snow tires off my car this week. You know, put on my regular tires because that's what's I'm kind of hold up because I wanted to go uh, visit Tom next month. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that until I get my uh, get my snow tires off. And then we got hit with another little dumping of snow. I'm just picturing you opening the front door to your house, Jake. You're wearing like cut off <laughs> shorts and a loose t shirt, thinking, ah, oh, it's going to be great outside. And there you are. Covered in snow uh, on the front porch. Just a slow, slow motion. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was not, not too far off. I was wearing shorts the day before that. I almost Actually. pulled out today. I had to be up at five o'clock in the morning to uh, take my mom in for a procedure. But yeah, it, like it was cold in the morning. But man, by the time 10 o'clock rolled around, it was T-shirt and jeans weather. Yeah, we should be back to that by this weekend, I'm hoping. All right. As we were talking about WandaVision, um, thank you again to Ro. I love your opinion. And honestly, I don't think mine's going to be too off from his. I think I'm going to mirror a lot of his statements. We're not going to do like we did for The Mandalorian. We're not going to do an episode-by-episode episode treatment of this. Are, that's correct, guys? I think we uh, yeah, I think that's, that's fair. Uh, and again, uh, it might be a little bit late. Spoilers. <laughs> we're going to be talking spoilers. We're talking, we're talking the whole season of WandaVision. I kind of wanted to just start off. Uh, season finale, I'd like to kind of save our thoughts on that for the moment. I just kind of want to talk about the series itself. Little things that we that popped for us, maybe little things that didn't pop for us, what things frustrated us, what things we absolutely loved. Just kind of touch that in the whole series. Um, what do you want to talk about first? I say let's get the you know good stuff out of the way before Tom yeah. pisses and moans. <laughs> because no matter what, how good something is, Tom will find something to complain about it. Um, well, I'd like to just jump in first. Being a diehard Marvel fan, being an old school Marvel guy, I, I love this. I, I thought it was great. Like I loved all the the Easter eggs they threw in there, the the feeling. I I knew certain things. Like I knew the kids were going to come into play. I knew a lot of the things that were going to happen because the t you know the the trailers kind of gave it away. I was very happy by the third episode. I will make a minor complaint. Like the first three episodes were really slow. But after the ball got rolling, it got rolling great. And when I look back at it, I'm like, I think I needed those three episodes, to, those first three episodes to be, to, to spend a little extra time in that universe. And I think ultimately it was the right idea and it made the story flow well together. I loved the big reveal in the end, like who the big, you know, quote unquote, big bad of the story was, uh, if you want to call it that. And I love the fact that, uh, I, I want to touch back on this later on, but I love the fact that so many of the people online's fan predictions didn't pan out. Like, yeah, I, a lot of people got frustrated by that, but I thought it was great. Like, I'm like, I, I love it because when I'm reading these constantly, you know, like I'm sure we've all heard Mephisto a thousand times during the entire. Oh, some, oh that fast guy's Mephisto. Oh, the freaking monk or the uh, the 
the rabbit. The rabbit's got to be Mephisto. The kids are got to be Mephisto. Like, not everyone, if everyone's freaking Mephisto, is it just Mephisto and her the whole story? Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I loved, uh, uh, I, I have a hard time finding a legitimate complaint because like even little things like uh, Thor, for example, the first two Thor movies had Cat uh, Denning, I think her name is. Yeah, I did not hate her in this series. No. She was, I, I loved her in the show. Like, I genuinely, like, a lot of people were joking around, like, now I want to see a spinoff show with her and Agent Wu. Like, I do too. Oh, yeah, like, I, 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 I am completely down for that under the condition that they bring in David Duchovny to play the cigarette smoking <laughs> man style foil to them as the X Files agent. Oh, God, that would be, I want be that too- series so I, bad. I would like to watch your show, sir. I like your pitch. Overall, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, John, let's hear your thoughts. What did so, you love about the show? As someone who has actually taken college classes about film as an art form, the medium of visual storytelling in this was amazing. The idea of them working through the decades of the sitcoms and every episode, well, not every episode, but the episodes focusing on Wanda and Vision were all told in that style. With Roe, he talked about it wouldn't have worked as well as a movie, and I completely agree. Because of how they did that, you needed it to be episodes so they could encompass the stories in those time periods and then go to another episode and advance the time period. But the other thing that just blew me away was it is very rare that you will see a studio or somebody who has the cojones to tell you a story that you're not going to get till the end. So Mm -hmm. they're showing you these first episodes where things are going on, knowing that there's things you're seeing that you're not going to understand until they Kaiser Soze at at the end. And you're going to have to go all the way back to the beginning and watch it. And it's going to be a different story because when you watch it the first time you're watching it and you're watching the sitcom and you're seeing the things that are going on and you know, there's some weird things going on in the background, but when you find out the big reveal at the end and then it just, it changes everything. You've got to go back and you're watching it again with new eyes. And that was what I really loved about this series was the fact that it wasn't the main storyline you were seeing in each episode wasn't the complete story that was being told. The little things in the background were the dots connecting to the big story. That was amazing. I mean, I didn't feel this engaged with a show probably, or I haven't felt this engaged with a show probably since the first season of Lost, Damn. which I, I will still say is possibly the best season of television that has ever been written. I mean, they completely pissed it away after that. But that first <laughs> season of Lost is possibly one of the best seasons of television ever written. I think you have a pretty good argument on your hands with that one. I honestly yeah. do. What one? I know. I, I already know. I already talked about things I loved about it. But two other quick things before it reads Tom's angry rant. Um, <laughs> I love the, the little attention detail. I love that. I didn't catch the fact that the first three episodes were actually filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like I thought that it was all piped in laugh track. And then I found out that, no, they actually did bring in a live studio audience for that. I thought that was great. The other thing that I absolutely loved about this, and, and this is why I asked Ro the question if he watched with his wife, was my wife really got into this. My wife is like a lot of other, a lot of the rest of our wives. Yeah, they she watches a little bit of stuff. but She watched Mandalorian. She enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'll watch some stuff that I enjoy from time to time and enjoy it. But for the most part, she's not, she's not into it the way I am. 
And she really got into it. Like she really, I think she enjoyed, honestly, I think she enjoyed the first three episodes more than anything else because she loves shows of that era. And the fact that it was such a love letter, like it wasn't mocking or making fun of old TV shows. Like from my understanding, they actually brought in like people who like who were still alive who worked on those shows. Uh, specifically, I believe Dick Van Dyke was a consultant. Yeah, yeah, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I remember reading that. Dick Van Dyke was that. Yeah, you're right. He was a consultant on this. I mean, it was just perfect. I mean, and it was such great attention to detail. Uh, before I keep gushing over this time, tell us at least one thing you liked about it. Well, I mean, there are several things that I really absolutely loved about this show, but a lot of it is just going to be echoing what you, Rowan, and John said. So I'm not going to waste everybody's time by just restating everything that you guys said. Uh, but what I'd say I absolutely love about this is that it opens the door to not only expand this universe even further, but it is going to be able to give us a chance to focus on long-form storytelling as well as focusing on stories that let's face it, I don't think would get the kind of attention that they would have gotten on the big screen. Because let's face it, two years ago, if somebody said you're going to watch a story about Wanda and the Scarlet Witch and Vision, I have a hard time believing people would really get excited about a movie about that. At best, it would be a lesser tier story. Like, let's say Ant-Man. As popular as it is, I don't think that's top shelf Marvel. You know what I mean? Well, I'm just kidding. I would say that this feels like a loss leader. This feels like something that's in the stores that a company is selling at a loss to get you in to buy other things. Mm -hmm. I would argue there is probably no way Disney Marvel can account the m amount of money they spent on this with the revenue it's bringing in. However, this was incredibly popular and it is something that kept Marvel in the public image or the public imagination, even when there was no movies coming on. And I think that Disney as a company can afford to do this. They can afford to put this money in a show that they know they may not recoup the loss on, but they know that it's going to keep people interested in Marvel. And once the movies come back, because people were interested in this story, they're going to want to go back to seeing the stories in the movies. Well, I would say not only is it keeping Marvel in the front of people's minds, but it's giving people a reason to subscribe to their streaming service. Because let's face mm -hmm. it, I think that's where the future of entertainment is going to be dominated by. Not so much, you know, the movies. I think you're still going to have the huge Avenger-type event movies yeah. coming out in the theater. But I think you're going to have a, most of the stories taking place on the streaming services. And it's so incredible I, that the depth of other things that are still on Disney's streaming service. Like, I haven't even scratched the surface mm -hmm. yeah. of all the things I want to watch on Disney+. Plus. And then they're still throwing Marvel and Star Wars at me. Like, I'm still working through the Muppet show, which they just added <laughs> last month. And, oh, my God, it was so good to see the original Muppet show. Yeah. So completely unrelated, I just saw the other day, uh, because it's Disney Plus related, that they're finally – that. Uh, uh, Tom and I have talked a bunch about that uh, Clone Wars cartoon, the original one that came out. Yeah, the one that actually came out before one, episode. the animated yeah. one. That I guess is finally dropping on the app here, finally. like next month. Wow! And I've been like, I have not seen those since they originally aired. 
yeah. I, I, I know Tom's got them on DVD or something, but I've never actually gotten around to watch them. I've never actually watched them since they originally aired. I'm like, I, and I think I, and I know for a fact I missed a few. So I'm really excited about this. I can't wait to just, be, I know it's gonna, I'm not going to take a long, only like what, six, seven minutes long. I can't wait to just spend one evening and watching them all. The other thing that this has me hopeful for is for years now, I've been saying I miss the days when a company like Disney or Warner Brothers or what have you would be willing to take a chance on a lesser known property without necessarily having to dump hundreds of millions of dollars into it and just telling a decent story. I think this opens that possibility a little bit more because you don't necessarily need to have the budget for a television show that, you know, you would necessarily you know, put into a movie. You could do yeah, it cheaper. Uh, if you look at it, Marvel, and, and, and this can be said for any comic book company, there are so many shows, so many comic books that they could do without having to be a huge budget. Like over on the DCN, you know, they're talking, uh, doing a Batgirl show. And uh, I'm like, yeah, Batgirl, perfect choice for DC to do as a show rather than a movie. Mm -hmm. That does not need to be a big budget. There's so, like Moon Knight is coming from Marvel. That doesn't need to be a huge budget. That doesn't, they don't, they don't need a giant nuclear explosion, giant uh, tons of CGI for a Moon Knight story. And right. the fact that, they, that they're doing this shows that they, and, but the thing is they did do huge CGI like I, 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 you guys might disagree with me, but like the big climactic end moment, the big third act moment of this story, felt like I was watching a movie. Mm -hmm. Like this oh, yeah. could have been, this could have been edited down to a movie, and they could have released it in a movie theater, and I think it would have been, would have been great. Maybe not, not as good, but would have been great, and would have passed for a big budget Marvel movie. Well, the scene where you have the two visions talking to each other. Oh, they're not God, such standing, a great They're not standing outside just having an exposition conversation. They are in this room floating, moving while they're floating. The camera's panning around them. That is a textbook movie shot. Mm -hmm. You normally wouldn't see that in a TV show because that would be a TV show's entire effects budget in that one scene. I've mentioned this before on our show, like the way they filmed seasons of the X-Files was they would look at the budget and they'd go, okay, we have this much budget to film the scene or the episodes that are about the meta plot. And then whatever's left, we have to divide into, okay, this is going to be the creature features episodes. We have so much money to spend on that. And sometimes they'd be like, okay, we have enough budget to do an episode with Mulder and Scully in a room talking to somebody we need somebody to write an episode that does that because we literally cannot afford to film anything other than that. Yep, that's what's known as a bottle episode, if I uh, am yep, not mistaken. Yep, that, I was just going to say that uh, back when I was a huge Star Trek Next Generation episode fan, mm -hmm. and every season there seemed like there would always be one episode where the entire thing takes place just on the bridge, or 90% like of it all takes place just on the ship, and they don't really go anywhere. It's still great episodes because they had amazing writing on that show. But yeah, that that you could tell that was like a similar situation. Like, okay, we gotta go do this one on the cheap. Yeah. So, but none of the episodes felt like that. And then, no. like, I can't imagine the the technical aspects that went into filming the first two episodes to make it feel like a 1950s and a 1960s sitcom. The fact that they were both filmed in four by three aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. As somebody who is a audiovisual professional was like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm -hmm. But then there's that scene 
where after I think the second episode it go, or the second or third episode where it goes to you see the real world and the outlines pan out and it goes to 16 by nine, just that little tiny effect telling you that something in the storytelling is changing was amazing for almost nothing like that. That's one thing that I got chills when that happened. It's like, oh, oh, we're not. We're not doing this. This is something new. This is something weird. The little ways they told the story, I guess, going off sideways. But yeah, those were the things I loved about this. All right. So now that we've uh, kissed the show's ass enough. What... Okay. No, no. Wait, before, we're, oh. before we're done kissing the show's ass. Wait, hold on. There's a little bit more ass we got to kiss. <laughs> I was just about to say, because as a child of the 80s, um, can, can we talk about Elizabeth Olsen in mom <laughs> jeans? Because I was not prepared for like what that did to like a weird part of my mind brain. It's like, oh, oh. Uh, for me, it was, uh, I feel I should have the Wikipedia pulled up. The the, the brilliant actress that plays Agatha. And when oh Megan, yes, I, I love her and I can never remember her name. Her people that wear her, her big 80s hair. Yes. Oh, in the uh, jazzercise outfit. Oh, okay. yes. So, the, the spandex jazzercise outfit. I oh, remember. Man. I remember a young Jake, freshman year of high school, when the big hair and the big curly bangs thing was still like kind of the tail end of it. And I get in high school, and all these like super hot older chicks, you know, sixteen, seventeen year old girls, have the big curly bang huge hair thing and like oh this is amazing i hope this never ends and then it ended yeah and then we got to the 90s and it was everybody's wearing baggy clothes a lot of flannel and long johns in the 90s yep (laughs) so much flannel but yes uh hitting me in my special place that that did it did oh did it so now we can go we can move on now now we get yes so as much as it sounds like all four of us loved this show, what kind of complaints do we have about it? My only complaint was it built up so much that you could you were like willing to accept that anything was going to happen. And then when nothing really happened, you were kind of like, oh, because mm-hmm. first of all, one of my favorite Marvel characters is Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. I loved the whole like dark, spooky corner of Marvel where that existed. And the you whole, had... were you a big fan of like the the nineties, like Midnight Suns yes, era? Because that that was my favorite. One of my I favorite have eras of that. Every character. comic book of the Midnight Suns era. Oh, I, I, I have no doubt. I have every single. I, I was a huge mark for that shit. I have mm. everything. In some cases, doubles. I, uh, that whole run, everything was just, oh, yeah. just a and, huge. And as soon as they showed that book, and I'm like, holy shit, that's the Darkhold. Then I was like, yep, Mephisto's. It's like, and Mephisto could pop out at any time. We could see the Night Stalker Detective Agency. This can tie into Blade. This could tie into the rumors they want to do another Ghost Rider movie. I wanted it all, and then nothing. And I was like, "Oh, see, and, and that didn't that didn't bother me because I didn't I didn't want like okay, I loved loved, and I'm never going to complain for a second about the Luke Skywalker scene in Mandalorian. Nope. But I didn't need that for this. Like, I didn't want a cool like a uh, uh, Rose mentioning seeing Doctor Strange. Yeah, seeing Doctor Strange would have been great. I, it would have really made sense 100. percent 
but I kind of didn't want him to show up. I wanted this to be the Wanda and Vision story. And I wanted Wanda and Vision to play into the end. I wanted that. I didn't want another character to come in and save the day or play a big part in the tail end. A cameo or a post-credit scene thing, one that would have been fine. But I, I didn't want something else to kind of overshadow them. Yeah, the one cameo I was desperate to see was when Sergeant Rambo mentioned her friend who's a... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I listened... I was completely ready for that to be Reed Richards. I, didn't, I never thought it was going to be Reed Richards, but I thought it was be... Uh, I thought it would be someone. It never occurred to me that they actually would use this as a vehicle for introducing the Fantastic Four. I thought... There is, in the scene where they pick up the vehicle, there are two people standing kind of in the background that are wearing basically fantastic four blues jackets and everybody was like pointing out like oh man that could be reed richards that could be reed richards so that was the only one i was kind of like super disappointed about because i thought that would be a great nod would be to just kind of have reed richards in there as a throwaway because i believe they've already said john cranky <laughs> is going to be reed richards when they finally they do. they have not Okay. It, it's been rumored, but no one of Fantasy Four has been clearly cast. Because I would be totally down with him as Reed Richards. Oh, I would too. I think he'd be a great choice. So one of my minor complaints is kind of in line with the Darkhold, and it wasn't that the Darkhold was in it. I thought it was a very good placement of it. My complaint was they didn't reference. So the Darkhold has appeared in two other Marvel products. And both of which have kind of been like on the fringe of like uh, one of them was uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which for yeah. a while there was like they were very much like, no, no, it's part of the Marvel Universe. And then towards the tail end, like, eh, maybe it's maybe it isn't. Well, the Darkhold yeah. did play a big part in the season they had Ghost Rider. And then the Darkhold appeared again. The Ghost Driver. That is not the Ghost Driver. Driver. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that also kind of bugs Sorry, me. Sorry, I have a whole separate rant about that. No, and I think I'm not too far off now. But then also in Runaways, the Darkhold appears. So this is like the third live-action appearance of the Darkhold, and it doesn't seem to have any connection or appearance or anything. I don't know if they're implying that the Darkhold is like there's many copies of the Darkhold or if it's one specific – like in the comics, it's one book. Yeah, it's, it's one, one, one single thing. Book. Maybe they're implying that there is – several volumes or maybe they're implying they're different pieces of the same book or they're just flat out saying yeah those, that shit doesn't exist the marvel yeah. team this is a separate universe not connected to any of those shows which is a disappointment yeah i don't know about runaways but they have specifically said that agents of shield is not mcu canon and they never really officially said it was. It's the same thing with the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. They reference things that happened in the MCU universe, but they themselves never were part of it. I, I kind of disagree with that. I think in both those cases, the original inception of both of those, both uh, yeah, they were the Netflix, I think the intent, I think, I think that was the plan. I think it was always part of the plan them to be part of the extended universe i think just over time and i'm sure there's some back you know behind the scenes shenanigans that we're not privy to that is a reason why it probably with netflix has to do with netflix probably in property you know blah 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 right and with uh angel of shield there was maybe some different some things the writing maybe uh now that kevin feige is is has the complete full reins of everything marvel maybe he watched it and like yeah i don't like this shit so i don't i'm not gonna say it's not involved maybe that's part of it. i don't know but I, I know that both of those things in the original exception were going to be part of the same shared universe. Yeah, they were both intended to be, but ended up not being. They were yeah. retconned out. 
was still it gets stuck in my craw a little bit that that yeah, that just i think that i think the things that they had wrong with both of those shows could have been fixed and more subtly retconned not just thrown out with the bathwater especially the netflix shows they were very well done yeah, for the most part, that first season yeah, of I Iron mean, Fist. Iron Fist is the 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 one stinker. Yeah, Iron part. Fist, notwithstanding, the rest of it was good stuff. Right, and, and the and second season Shield. of Iron Fist was not bad. Yeah, Agents of Shield had aspirations. It was so hampered by the hoops it had to jump through. It, with... it falls in the category of great idea, poor execution. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even their fault. ABC wanted the show to be a family show, and Marvel wanted it to be a Marvel show, but they couldn't tell the stories they wanted to tell in the constraints ABC wanted to keep it. Like ABC didn't want there to be guns in it. That's why they had the icer pistols that stunned people because they couldn't have weapons that killed people in it in the first season because ABC was 100%. We want this to be a G rated family show. And it was in an like eight or nine o'clock time slot. So they couldn't even go above like PG level anything in it. So it, it was really hampered by that. And when they finally got past that and were able to tell the stories they wanted to tell, by that point, they had lost a huge part of their audience and they never really got it back. Yeah. And not to turn this into the Age of the Shield review, like it really ebbed and flowed for me. Like it, it would be like, oh, this season's really good. Oh, this season's not so much. Well, that yeah. Was, it, that was a really good episode. Wow, that one was kind of lame. They never could hold a good consistency for me. And it didn't help that. They were making this show to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then by the end of the first season, yeah. it turns out S.H.I.E.L.D.'s a Hydra front the whole time. They're, they've got to figure out how to twist that to make— Well, actually, in all fairness, I think that the, the show got better because of it. Like that, to me, before Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, that show was just garbage. When they, like, flipped the script and they started, like, tying it into that, that's when that show— Like, the, like that was a show that the, season one was garbage, but after that— it ended so strong. But mm-hmm. anyway, back to WandaVision. So the only other thing, I'm, I'm trying to think anything else I would complain. I mean, yeah, I, again, I kind of reiterate, you know, the first three episodes was slow. Like part of me was like, eh, they could have edited it down to like one long episode or, you know, it, it was smart for them to release the first two episodes at I once. I was just going right. to say that, yeah. And I actually listened to an interview. That was intentional because they felt the same way. Like they knew they needed to get to that third episode, specifically the ending of that third right. episode. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to get there as quick as possible. That's why they decided, let's just go ahead and air the first two episodes the same night so we can hurry up and get to there because they, they knew it. They didn't want to change it, but they knew that, okay, we can't give people three weeks of this TV show thing before they're going to start losing audience. So that was smart. Still a minor complaint, but overall, like I said, by the time I get to the halfway point, looking back at it, I needed that stuff in order to really get engaged into it and realize, okay, this is important. Other than that, I can't think of anything really to complain that wasn't already mentioned. All right, Tom. (laughs) I'm taking you off your leash. All right. Let loose the Kraken. Cry havoc and left slip the dogs of war. I don't really have anything that makes me feel particularly ranty. I will say that there's one thing that just made me kind of roll my eyes in that I felt like we were rickrolled not once but twice in this show where they knew exactly what they were doing when they cast Evan Peters. 
they knew the reaction that that would get. Not only that, but cast him as Quicksilver. Yeah. I, I felt rickrolled. That's the only way I could really even describe it. And I wasn't pissed off the way that a lot of people online were. I just kind of felt like it was a cheap gag, of, you know, yeah. red herring. It's like, uh, okay, that was cute, but I kind of felt like I had blue balls after that. I, I, I completely agree with that. It, it was just another... Aw, moment where you wanted it to be more than it was. And in the end, it was, just, yeah, completely a red herring. I loved when people took the meme that was from the uh, first Spider-Man movie with Captain America at the very end, where he kind of explains about anticipation and sometimes things. So I didn't mind that. Like, I thought it was cool. Like, I thought it was, okay, yeah, because I was right there with everybody. When I saw, oh, yeah, boom, this confirms it. X-Men are coming on a season finale. We're going to see Professor X. Oh, we're getting all this shit. Fuck yeah, it's going to happen. And when it didn't happen, it was like, it didn't bug me. It was like, okay, that's that's fun. And, and ultimately, that's not something that still can't, they still, it's not that they can't still do something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if they're going to be exploring the multiverse. It, yeah. The next thing I was going to get into after we talked about what we didn't like was like, what are what do we think we missed or what's our thoughts what's going to happen next? I'm going to tell you right now, I have a theory. Are you ready for a theory? Oh, ready for the theory. Agent Wu was there initially because he was looking for someone. He was checking in on someone who was in witness relocation. My theory is Boner is a made-up name. It sounds like a name Agent Wu would give someone. And I think he really is someone, maybe not necessarily Quicksilver, because they never explained how, like, of all the power, when we see, when we see Agatha Harkness doing all her powers, Giving someone super speed wasn't one of them. This was one that she showed. I think, and this is kind of a long one here, okay? So you got you to follow me another rabbit hole. But I, th- I wonder if he really is Quicksilver from a parallel universe that is something to do. So maybe something happened. I don't know what happened, but maybe something happened. He was put in re- witness relocation, and he was the guy. And he really, maybe he's not Quicksilver. Maybe he's another super speedster. Maybe he's Speed Demon, which is another Marvel speedster. And he has a connection. To, and I think I think he's the guy who's in witness relocation. I think he actually oh, is are super we, are speed. Are we going like full speed force where... All the speed people are connected because they touch the speed force. I don't know if I would go that far. I feel like he's still, I don't think we've seen the last of Boner. I think we're going to see him again. See, my guess was that Agent Wu, the person he was sent there to check up on, was Wanda. No, I don't don't think that's the case. Maybe early on, but she didn't go there in witness relocation. No, but yeah, well, he didn't say witness relocation. He said he was there to check up on somebody. Yeah, that's true. I think Monica's the one who kind of who kind of made that leap. I think she's yeah. the one who said, "Oh, it went to relocation or something." Yeah, because because he was also checking up on Paul Rudd's character, who after or who was in house arrest after the the uh, civil war. So we could stand that Wanda had the vision had bought the house there or the property there, and Wanda was going to be living there. So he was going there to check up on Wanda to see how she was getting settled. I don't know because I think because you know, Vision bought that house five years ago before he died. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why Agent Wu was specifically there was because they knew that that house had been bought and they knew that's where Wanda was going to be settling down post Endgame. So he was there to maybe check on Wanda that how she was getting settled because after the events of Endgame, she just was done with the Avengers. She had lost Vision. She just wanted to disappear. So she went to the house that Vision had bought for them. 
At least that, that's my theory. I'm not saying your theory is wrong, but it, it is, it, it, it's as a thought. Because he never made any indication to check up on any other person in the city. He never asked, hey, this person, this is the person I came here for. I, I did think it was All weird that, that, I did think it was weird that that was his motivation for being there and it's never mentioned again. Yeah. And he was always the most sympathetic to Wanda because hmm. even he and Rambo, Agent Rambo, would go back and forth about how, like, oh, well, yeah, Scarlet Witch is the most powerful Avenger. Mm, I think Captain Marvel was. Hmm. Now, one other thing that I got to kind of complain about as far as things that I was pissy about has absolutely nothing to do with the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, should, I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with the people who made the show. We were talking earlier about fan theories and predictions and things like that. And Jake, I don't know if you re-listened to our initial review of these first two episodes, but I was talking about a video I saw on Screen Rant. Not Screen Rant, but Screen Crush, I'm sorry. And they were pretty spot on with a lot of their predictions to the point where it kind of felt like I had a lot of the show spoiled for me because they were able to predict the twins, which again, that's kind of a give me, but they predicted Agatha. They predicted the reason why Wanda was obsessed with television and it kind of robbed me a little bit of all of that. That's why I stopped watching those spoiler videos. It's more fun to well, find out. Well, it wasn't even a, a spoiler video as much as it was, it was just a fan theory. Mm-hmm. See, I remember when we talked about it, we really thought that, you know, just after the first episode, I th- I didn't think that she was in a real physical location. Mm-hmm. I thought she was in like like a magical matrix type thing. I didn't think she was, I didn't think that there were real, I didn't think that all the people she was interacting with were real people. Well, I remember, you know, saying that uh, the bad guy was going to be, in part, Wanda. And that was that was true. I don't know. I just felt like I had a lot of this show spoiled for me. And I'm not blaming anybody because that's what fan theories are supposed to do. They're supposed to try to get things right. But I don't know if I've ever bumped into something that was that accurate. Yeah, and see, th- th- that's kind of how I felt is... I enjoyed the show. I was a little let down that the things I wanted to happen didn't, but that's not the show's fault. No. That was me over expecting. Yeah. And I can't be mad because I expected A to happen and got B instead. And, and the show was done really well and, and I enjoyed it, but I, it just it wasn't what I was hoping it would be. It goes back to my first gripe about it where the showrunners – and in some in one case in particular, the actors were intentionally pumping up expectations because Paul Bettany was saying that we've got a Luke Skywalker level cameo that is coming before the end of the show. How how great that he was referring to himself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I gotta admit, I see the humor in it, I, but on the other hand... I, he, I thought, again, I, I know it annoyed some people. I thought it was funny. I it was thought clever. it was funny, but you can't really blame people who were going into it with inflated expectations, only to walk away feeling disappointed. Well, and it's we got now, in that one show, we got the whole life cycle of the vision. We got the original vision, we've got the white vision, and then we had the Avengers vision. So, I mean, any complaints that I have are just completely minor. Yeah. And it doesn't really have much to do with the story that was told. So, there you go, Jake. I'm not being a prick. (laughs) All right, um, Cole, you won this round. I'll let you off the hook. So, I guess the last thing I want to get to before we get too much, because we are are approaching the hour mark, or a little past the hour mark, 
What do we think is next? What are our predictions for the future? Do we think, like, I know as of right now, they're not saying there's going to be a season two of WandaVision. I don't think there's any plan for a season two of WandaVision. I don't think there needs to be one. I don't think there needs to be one either. I'd be fine if they have uh, more shows where the characters who involve this show up in, but I don't need a WandaVision season two. We know that we have a couple shows coming. We know that we're getting, uh, what, next week or two weeks from now, we're getting... uh, Days. This Friday, we get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's coming out this Friday? Mm -hmm. This Friday, the 9th. I thought thought it wasn't for a couple weeks. So we know we're getting that. Um, Gosh, we know we're getting the the Loki show. Yeah, we're getting Loki show after that. We know they're going to be things that they're going to be doing, but I don't think they've even started yet, like Moon Knight, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. So, what are our expectations? Do we think – are we expecting a lot of, like, one-and-dones like this? I could see that. Like you were saying, there doesn't need to be a second season of WandaVision because WandaVision was this story. It, they could have another season of a show around Wanda, but it wouldn't be WandaVision. It wouldn't be this. It would be something different. I think at best, we're going to get our long-held wish, Jake, where they go into the beginning of a season with one particular story in mind, a beginning, middle, and end. And Mm -hmm. if a couple years down the road, they think of another idea for a show using the same characters, then they'll do a second season. The BBC method. The BBC model. That was just about what I was was about to say. Which, which frankly, works. You know, the, the, the way that we have been... I say we as not us, we personally, but the way that we have been making television here in America for so long. All right, we have to do like a 22-episode show. It's got to start off in October. It's going to wrap up around May. You know, this model that we've been stuck with for a long time. Sweeps weeks. we got to have a good show for sweeps weeks. We can break that model. Mm -hmm. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Here, here. And I am so excited for Captain America and the Winter Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the story they're going to tell in there. Um, I, I, I hope that fans have learned a little bit of a lesson. I hope by episode two, we're all not like, oh, fucking Thanos Jr. is going to show up. Oh, Mephisto is going to Oh, Galactus. I, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that's fucking Galactus. The guy was wearing a purple shirt. That's going to be Galactus. Not only that, I hope that fans aren't as dismissive after first the first two episodes the way that they were for this. And I have to admit, I was guilty of that myself. I am just hoping that we get like a eight episode kind of like buddy comedy of the two of them yeah. solving this. I want and Tango and Cash in the Marvel Universe. This is what I want it to be. And I and everything in the trailers make it looks like it's gonna be super fun. So John, I, I hate to speak out of turn, but uh we're probably gonna be talking about this show in the near future. I don't wanna you know, speak out of turn. And I want to oh, just pop should, the question. I should probably should have talked to Tom about this beforehand. But if you want to maybe talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier here another week or two, I'm sure Tom wouldn't mind. I'll, well, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. I was first. about to say, let me look at my hectic social schedule. <laughs> whereas I just passed my one year of being laid off. <laughs> I think I'm free. I think I could squeeze you in there. I mean, I got to ask Tom first. I don't. I don't right. want. I don't want to get that thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to Tom in a bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm excited for uh, Loki and like the crazy, weird kind of time bending story they've oh, shown no, in the trailers. The, that, that as might... much as Falcon and Winter Soldier looks fun, the Loki thing has me excited because it's like I am a sucker for time travel. Anything time travel related. I'm a happy guy. Like I'm, I'm a huge mark for that shit. So like this, like I saw like, holy shit, this is going to be like the time bureau. This is going to be, okay. You have my fucking money. You're going to keep well, me going Disney plus. 
there's just certain people that get so into their character and have made their characters so their own. And Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston and Loki is one of those that he lives and breathes Loki. And I would just watch eight episodes of him being Loki for an hour because I think him riffing Loki is probably better than anything they could write. I couldn't agree more. Um, before we get going, Tom, one final question, and I mean this is a final question. So we know we're going to see Wanda in uh, Doctor Strange 2. Uh, we know that we're going to see Monica in Captain Marvel 2. We know that uh, Asia Wu is going to show up in the next Ant-Man movie. And I believe Darcy was said she's going to be in the new Thor movie. Where are we going to see White Vision next? Because, yes, Vision died at the end of the story, a quote-unquote unmade died-ish. Do we think they're going to bring Vision back? Because he's out there. I mean, White Vision is out there. And he's got the memories and the personality and everything of the Vision that we had, or at least some version of it. Where do we think we're going to see him next? Because there hasn't been any announcement for another Avengers movie. There's a couple other things there. I know there's a lot of hidden projects we don't know about. But where do we think we're going to see Vision pop up next? I was thinking it was probably going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. I think that's going to be the uh, end point of Wanda's story arc in that movie. I don't think so. I, 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 I'll I, be happy to be wrong. I don't think we're going to see Wanda and Vision sharing a scene together anytime soon. I feel like we got that closure at the end of this. I don't think they're going to reopen that wound again with her and White Vision. I tell you what I would like to see. I would like to see just a Wanda movie. I would like to see a Scarlet Witch movie. I think Marvel really waited and dropped the ball on a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I would like to see a female-led movie focusing on Wanda because she is such a deep character in Marvel lore, and a powerful character in Marvel lore. And there are so many ways you could take it. And with this show, they've seen the popularity of that this character can carry a story that people will be invested in. I Not just a character, but the actress herself. Yeah, like, the actress I, herself. I was really, I was more impressed with her in this performance than any of our previous performances. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, absolutely. So I would really like to see a Wanda movie more than I would like to see Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. More than I would like to see the Eternals. I would like to see a Wanda movie. Oh shit, that's right. They are doing Eternals. My only hope is that the Eternals are going to be the new version of like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hoping it's going to be that thing that no one asked for, but oh my god, it's surprisingly good. Like I, that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for because right now I have about zero interest in the Eternals. Yeah, same same here, and and especially when they announced Angelina Jolie was going to be in it, and it's like. Okay, this is just another going to be another excuse to have a movie where Angelina Jolie is some crazy, fantastic creature from myth. We already got it in like three other movies. We really don't need another one. I would agree with you, except that I have learned long ago not to walk into a, a Marvel project filled with too much doubt. They right. surprised me too many times to where, I mean, again... I didn't think I was going to give a rat's ass about Wanda or Vision. I didn't think I was going to care about Ant-Man or anything else. Turns out they did a really good job with it. So, you know what? I'm going to go into it with at least an open mind, if not mild anticipation. You know, for me, it was Guardians of the Galaxy. 
because I remember what Guardians of the Galaxy was mm-hmm. when it was just Yondu and, and the other original Guardians. Yeah, because OG Guardians were not the version we got in the movie. Right. No. But the day it came out, the next day I had to work at like, I had to be into work at four o'clock in the morning. So I knew I wasn't going to get any sleep that night. I knew I was just going to be up all night. So I was like, you, I sent out a Facebook message to my friends. And I was like, hey, it's opening night of Guardians. I really don't care about this. Does anybody want to go see it? And I ended up going to see it by myself and was just blown away by how good it was, how they made it beyond, like going into it with no expectations and then just having it blown out of the park. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hoping I'll get that with, with the Eternals because the Eternals are, are like really a weird part of Marvel lore. It's when you get into like the Marvel versions of the Greek gods and like, how are they going to turn that into a compelling movie? I don't know, but we'll see. Again, that's why I always say I'm not going to doubt them. Yep. All uh, right, guys. I think that's pretty much gonna wrap this one up. Let's get any closing thoughts. Well, hold hold on, hold on. I'm almost I'm almost empty the bottle. I'm gonna have to chug here. So, <laughs> well, while you're uh, you know quickly killing the your bottle liver, is empty, the glass is empty. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna do the outro, but by all means, why don't we go ahead and tell folks where they can find you, John? Uh, you can find me at Old Nerds Drinking on Instagram. Uh, you can find the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook page and the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook group. You can find us at oldnerdsdrinking at gmail.com. You can find me personally as John Patrick MCP on pretty much every social media out there. Come join our Facebook group. Come for the podcast. Stay for the memes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, as far as ourselves, you can find us uh, on Twitter at the Drunken Dork. On Facebook, you can probably find us uh, on the uh, Old Nerds Drinking uh, group <laughs> page, uh, as well as a little page of our own called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. If you are just tuning into this for the first time because of John's guest appearance, well, you can listen to more of our shows on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts now. You can listen to us on Amazon now. I, I can't believe it, but you can actually search Jake and Tom on Amazon and get a legitimate click. Oh, see, I found out our podcast is on YouTube, and I I didn't even know our podcast was on YouTube. Oh, you use lucky bastard, you. <laughs> Uh, but beyond that, I want you to pay attention to a couple of other shows. Uh, you can listen to my guest spots over on someone's favorite movie podcast hosted by miserable retail slaves own Randy. And if you guys love Cobra Kai as much as I know you do, make sure you listen to Cobra Kai companion with Peter and Brianna. And don't forget to check out all the great shows brought to you by our partners in crime geeks worldwide and make sure you show some love to their Patreon page. But I I think we're pretty much out of gas for this week. Uh, it is St. Patrick's Day, and we've got some drinking to do. But before we go, I want to thank, again, our guest, John, and the uh, dear uh, sickly man known as Roe. Uh, a quick recovery to him. We yes. will all Hopefully by the time this episode airs, he will be well on, his, well on the mend. I'm hoping so. But with you, as always, is Tom Coe. And Jake Wilson. And remember, folks, you only have one liver. Ruin it well. Cue the music. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. So, what's the plan? 
Take on. Go to Mum's. Kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz. Go to the Winchester. Have a nice cold pint and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write them off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up. Lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaky! Yeah! All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please.